everybody. This is Steve Turk again, Monster Kid Radio Minion. I'm here with Kyle Yant, and we're going to be breaking down the West region of the Monster Movie Madness Tournament. Kyle Yant is the host of the Kaiju Cast. This is 10 years strong. Got all your favorite Godzilla movies and his friends. Kyle, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. Oh, no problem. You know, Derek said we got to get Kyle to do the West because Godzilla is the number one seed in the West. And, you know, there's nobody that knows Godzilla that we know of more than you. <laughs> well, thanks for saying that. I think I could probably cherry pick a few people in the fandom that have way more than I do. <laughs> Well, you're in the know. I mean, you, you know a lot of those people, but my default would be for Kaiju would be to go to you. And if you have to go to your sensei elsewhere, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a sensei, right? Everybody does. I mean, nobody, nobody came into the world with all the knowledge. Absolutely. So, Kyle, what we're going to be doing is breaking down the West region, going movie by movie, and we're going to be asking who you think is going to advance in its favorite movie tournament. And But one thing I've been asking most of the experts is, how would you define a favorite movie in your terms? Ooh, a favorite movie in my terms would mean a film that I could go back to almost religiously for enjoyment value over and over and over again, just repeatedly without getting tired of it, without it losing that sort of sparkle. That would be what I would classify as a... It's my classification, I guess I would say, of a favorite movie. Now, listeners, don't forget to um, go to the Monster Kid Radio website and download the bracket so you can follow along and make your own picks. And don't forget, after we're done breaking down um, with um, Kyle, this region, go vote and talk to your friends, pass them along, make sure that they vote also because your favor only advance if it gets enough votes to the next round. Get out now, and rock the vote. Obviously, I know you're going to get the, um, the kaiju fans to vote. Curious about this because I listen to your show a lot. I know Godzilla is one of your favorites, but I know you also have another uh, monster that is one of your favorites, and I believe it's Gamera. I'm a huge fan of Gamera. That is true. In fact, back in uh, the early 2000s, even actually even the late 1990s, I ran this website called the Shrine of Gamera. This was back when, when there were not many websites devoted to giant monsters out there. A lot of Godzilla ones, but not many were talking about Gamera. And so I thought that the Gamera website would be a strong presence, and it really did start me off into the fandom in a, in a giant monstery way. So the reason I say that to the listeners is the very first two movies that we have to talk about is putting Kyle in a bad spot, I'm sure, because we had the number one seed, Godzilla or Gojira, from 1954, versus Gamera, the giant monster from 1965. I was going to make sure they understood what pain you're going through to have to pick between these two. Sure, you know, and I'm going to have to admit something to the listeners right now. The pain is not so great for these two. You know, if you put some of my other favorites, favorite Godzilla movie against a favorite Gamera movie, that would maybe be a little bit more painful. But what you're talking about here is the very first Godzilla film against the very first Gamera film. And in my mind, there's really no contest I think that the original Godzilla film way, way, way exceeds the original Gamera film from 1965. So you look at this as an easy advance for Godzilla to move on to the next round. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt creeping into my brain, 
This is Godzilla's game. A lot of the number one seeds are, are, are not looking like they're having any trouble in their first round. But I thought this was interesting how it worked out where it ended up being Godzilla and Gamera. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It was kind of funny how it all hit together in the very first matchup. I do like the matchup, but I got to say, like, there's a reason Gamera is a, you know, a pale knockoff of Godzilla originally. You know what I mean? Yes. I've seen the Gamera movies growing up, and I own all the Gamera movies, and so I know what you're talking about. And everybody's got their favorite different ones in these different um, franchises. And Godzilla is actually has quite a few movies in the 64 movie field, you know, um, that he's in. Um, Gamera sadly only got one. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> other one that, this is the only one that got in there for him. So, but I think a lot of his better films were after the 1967 cutoff. So Very true. Uh, that, that hurt Gamera a lot. Very true. All right, that brings us to our next matchup, and that is the original Phantom of the Opera of Lon Chaney Sr. versus Dracula, Prince of Darkness with Christopher Lee. Interesting matchup. Interesting matchup. You know, Christopher Lee is definitely one of those Draculas. I didn't grow up with that, and so I discovered some of these Hammer films much later in life. In fact just a few years ago, to be perfectly honest. So it's hard for me to imagine these Hammer films dethroning something as classic as like the Phantom of the Opera or some of the other Universal classics. All right, so you're going with the um, Phantom of the Opera, with Lon Chaney Sr. Pat moving on. Of course, I look at it this way. Whichever one of these two movies moves on, I don't think they're going to advance beyond that round because they're both going to go up against Godzilla. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's their fate, right? I mean, somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go up against Godzilla. You don't know how good this is to talk to somebody that actually likes Godzilla so much. Usually, when I, I'm talking to Derek, and all I hear is creature, creature, creature. It, it's nice to actually talk to a fellow Godzilla person. <laughs> yeah, and hey, I mean, the creature is definitely my favorite of the of the Universal classics, but you know. The creature's not Godzilla. And actually, even in terms of, like, the Hammer films, right? Like, I had a great time watching those films, but putting up anything against a classic, it seems like the classics have a, a fan base behind them already. So I'd be very interested to find out, like, how the listeners are voting on this, too. That is interesting. And the, and the other thing that's interesting is that it's a silent movie. You know, I'm always curious about how many people in the modern listeners the um, like my son who's 19 and, and people that um, have listened to or, or watched I mean, listen to a silent movie have watched a silent movie mm-hmm. yeah totally <laughs> and um so like they'll be like oh i've never even heard of that one or they'll think of a different movie and and that's what's sad about some of these movies is people forget about them and they're still classics and they just need to be seen and then when you watch them you're just amazed about what they could do back then Mm -hmm. which brings us to another silent movie Nosferatu versus Dracula's Daughter you know this is another case of this I don't want to say pale imitation but you know a much later film against a classic Nosferatu is obviously one of the genre classics, if not an actual classic in terms of film production. Like, I learned about Nosferatu in, in uh, film studies in college. Highly respected film. There are still images used in movies today that come from Nosferatu, and its legacy keeps going on and on. And I think it would be even more well-known if it wasn't for the lawsuit that the family, you know, that, that said, no, this is just like Dracula. 
you know, Bram Stoker's family and, and basically tried to get it, it got it almost totally killed and destroyed. Oh, I wasn't even aware of that. Interesting. It was so similar to the novel. They just changed some things. And um, if it wasn't been for some found reels, you know, this could be a totally lost classic that nobody would ever know of today. That is cool information. I love hear, I love learning stuff like that. All right. So we got Nosferatu moving on. Let's see. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1956 classic, versus Carnival of Souls, one of the cult classics. Two totally different type of movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the draw is for Carnival of Souls. I know it's it's a movie that has, like, the riff tracks or MST3K treatment, but at the same time also got a Criterion release. I do know that I've seen it, but I don't recall too much about it. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, however, I feel is another classic. I mean, that's that's a tale that's been told again and again throughout the decades, sometimes rebranded as a different even movie. But, but uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, for sure, I would say is way more memorable of a monster movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it's going to be a close one with the listeners, but I think Invasion of the Body Snatchers is going to move on also. Now... Here's an interesting matchup for you. And this, this might call a lot of people to go crazy with you, but they have to remember you are the host of the Kaiju cast. The Wolfman from 1941 with Lon Chaney Jr. versus Frankenstein Conquers the World. You know, I would not uh, ever really consider putting these two films up against each other. And I don't think it's going to be too much of a surprise. Even though it goes against what I've been saying this whole bracket so far... I'm going to actually say Frankenstein Conquers the World is a much more entertaining and fun and favorite film for me than the original Wolfman. That's a universal classic, I know. I was just talking about how we're putting these pale limitations up against the originals. Uh, But, man, Frankenstein Conquers the World is a kaiju in it. (laughs) So it's sort of (laughs) just automatically wins. I mean, I would absolutely... I would absolutely pop Frankenstein Conquers the World in over the original Wolfman unless someone specifically asked me to watch the Wolfman instead. So which way do you think the listeners are going to go? Well, you know, this being Monster Kid Radio, it's anybody's game. (laughs) I mean, basically, (laughs) you think about it, you've got way more monsters in Frankenstein Conquers the World than you do in the Wolfman. They're bigger. They have a giant fight. I mean... It seems to me that a monster kid would actually vote for the movie with more monsters. But, I mean, I can't, I can't really get into the head of all the listeners. That would be dangerous. <laughs> You're sticking with Frankenstein Conquers the World, advancing to the next round. I would be shocked, Stephen, if it went the other way around for the Wolfman. But <laughs> maybe the listeners will shock me. <laughs> Well, that's, how, that's who we'll have advanced for the, next, for the future. I just want to go on record as saying as much as I want to see Frankenstein Conquers the World, and I probably am going to vote for Frankenstein Conquers the World because really, as Kyle said, when you're talking favorites, if I want to have a good time, I'm sticking in Frankenstein Conquers the World, but I do think our listeners are going to vote for the Wolfman. That's good of them to vote for the classics, to keep those classics strong. But, you know, I'm just saying more bang for your buck. It's a value and entertainment value kind of thing going on here with the amount of monster action in Frankenstein Conquers the World, plus Nick Adams, plus Kumi Mizuno, plus Akira Ifukube, plus 
Ishiro Honda. I mean, I could go on and on about how Frankenstein conquers the world. At least how I know much more about Frankenstein conquers the world than I do about the original Wolfman. But I, I'll spare the listeners. And I'll just put it this way to help, to help defend your cause. If you take an average 10-year-old child and you had them watch both these movies, and then you said to him, which movie do you want to watch again? I think the average 10-year-old, more often than not, is going to pick Frankenstein Conquers the World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dis- discounting that at all. I completely agree. The Beast of 20,000 Phantoms, the Ray Harryhausen classic, versus Steve McQueen's The Blob. This is a tough matchup. <laughs> you know, I, I got to agree with you on it being a tough matchup because... I really like The Blob. I like the original Blob. I like the 80s Blob. It's one of those movies where it allowed special effects techniques to really shine, both in the 50s and in the 80s. I mean, it's such a cool concept, too. And then, of course, the beast from 20,000 Fathoms, like you said, Harryhausen's uh, giant monster movie that essentially inspired Godzilla. I know, I know. Some of these picks for the experts, they get to and it, it's really tough. Yeah, but, you know, like I said previously with Frankenstein Conquers the World, you're basically talking about a kaiju, even though this is not from Japan. The Ritasaurus from Beast from 20,000 Fathoms is a gorgeous, gorgeous monster, and the execution of that monster in special effects by Mr. Ray Harryhausen is just phenomenal. So which way are you taking it? Make it official. I'm making it official, and the beast from 20,000 Fathoms is going to just irradiate the blob and take the cake. And I agree with you. I love Ray Harryhausen, and I always like I'm hoping that Ray Harryhausen can go deep in this tournament. He's got many films in different areas of the tournament, and I'm hoping that he's, one of them goes far and deep into it and it can pull off some upsets. Yeah, Harryhausen okay. deserves the wins. Oh, I know. It's... Just, and the sad thing is, is I'll hear some people on some podcasts, and I'll hear them call these, these cheap Ray Harryhausen effects. And I'm just like, I don't know what they're talking about. But I hear them, and it just makes me cringe that they don't understand or put things in their proper place and time. You know, it, I mean, yes, if you try to compare some of his things to modern CGI and other stuff, people might say, oh, this fits in so much nicer and better. But in 10 years, that CGI looks really dated. Ray Harryhausen's effects still keep going on and on. There's also an entertainment value associated with those effects, right? Stop motion animation. It's like woven as seamlessly as they could do it for the time. And I think that that speaks volumes over the flat CGI that we get in today's films, even in modern films, like films that I've just recently seen. I'm like, ugh, the CGI just never never has the entertainment value that the practical and stop-motion effects of these movies have, in my opinion. I've been on the record many times as saying I'm a, I'm a practical effects hold up way better. And I can use Creature from the Black Lagoon as an example that Creature's suit holds up today just as well as it did back in 1954. And if it was CGI back then, it wouldn't hold up at all. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words, probably okay. never spoken. Now, this brings us to another two movies, The Mummy with Boris Karloff and Fiend Without a Face. Okay, so Fiend Without a Face, 
is a classic in its own right, but I really feel that The Mummy is the stronger entry here. And I, I mean, I don't even need to really go into it too much. Everybody knows The Mummy. Everybody knows that this is one of those universal classics. So hard to dethrone against a movie like Fiend Without a Face. All right. So I'm like, so this is an easy one. The Mummy's going to advance. I, I got Death Fiend Without a Face is going to come close. This is going to, this should be a total easy win for The Mummy. And the last two movies of your region, we have Brides of Dracula versus Black Sunday from 1960. So this is one of those where I just am not very familiar with either of the films. I feel like I saw Brides of Dracula. Is that a Hammer film? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So I feel like I saw Brides of Dracula maybe three years ago. Because every year around Halloween, I do a movie marathon. And one year I had my friend David Dopko put together a list of like Hammer movies. Because I'd never seen like any of them at all. And I'm positive that Brides of Dracula was in there. And then recently, within the past two years, I started doing not just a movie marathon where I watch one movie every day, but also I started doing Inktober, which is where somebody will do an ink drawing every day of October. And I basically tie the two together by doing an ink drawing from the movie. So anyway, that's a really long-winded way of me saying that I watched Black Sunday as part of the 19... 50s and 60s and 70s Inktober that I did, not last year, but the year before. So even though I know I've seen them both, I might not be able to recall all the details. It has been a while since I've seen both of them also. I think if I remember correctly, Brides of Dracula does not have Dracula in it. It's one of those ones with the misleading title. Hmm. I could be thrown off. If not, Derek will correct us and hopefully edit us and make us look good. Or sound good. No, if um, you know, like, if Derek wants to do the right thing for his podcast, he would make me sound like an idiot. So he should keep all of this yeah. in. Um, we both like Godzilla the creature. He's probably going to make us both sound like idiots. So we'll probably um, elevate our voice. Yeah. This is the Black Sunday is the 60s film, right? Yeah, the 1960 film, and I believe that's the one with Barber Steele. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and call Black Sunday because I seem to remember enjoying that more than I enjoyed Brides of Dracula. And that's all that matters, which one you consider your favorite. So if you enjoy one more than the other, that's obviously your favorite. Yeah, but it has no, no uh, grounding in reality. <laughs> it's just my memories. And I got a feeling that one's going to be a close one. It's going to be a toss-up for the listeners because of just the two movies that they are. It's going to be interesting to see which way the listeners go. Agreed. All right. That takes us to the second round. Now, the second round, we have Godzilla slash Gojira versus The Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney Sr. Yeah. Sorry, Phantom. But uh, Godzilla definitely way more entertaining than The Phantom of the Opera. It's going to be an easy win for Godzilla. As much as I love Phantom of the Opera, it's Gojira. I mean, come on. <laughs> I actually would be surprised if that is not the same choice that the listeners make as well. Again, I know we're talking about something that's not a classic or something, a, a classic versus an older classic, I guess you'd say. So, like, the Phantom of the Opera is not what I would consider to be 
one of the elevated classics of the universal horror movies. It's one of the oldest, right? But Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman and the Creature from the Black Lagoon, like that was the monster squad in a sense, like when I was growing up. And the other ones, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I knew about them, but they were not the same caliber as those other four or five with the mummy actually so yeah yes. and again i think the reason is because of being a silent movie yeah and i mean like i remember the action figures right from like <laughs> those cool little star wars size action figures i had the creature from the black lagoon i'm pretty sure i had the phantom of the opera as well but those like seriously phantom of the opera against godzilla even in terms of just the movie Godzilla is infinitely more entertaining to me. So definitely I'm giving the win to Godzilla. I think the listeners are going to go the same way also. And that takes us to Nosferatu versus Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Hmm. Now. That's a tough matchup. <laughs> I would have to say that Invasion of the Body Snatchers is way more entertaining than Nosferatu. Nosferatu has the classic... As again, we're talking about two classics. Which one's older? <laughs> like, the older one's not going to hold up as well as the uh, as the newbie in this case, which is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So this one's going to be a close one, also. Again, I can see this one going either way. Because sometimes, as you know, your favorite can vary from day to day. I'm going to hope for Nosferatu. I'll probably vote for Nosferatu myself, but I, I agree with you. I think Invasion's probably going to win. Either way, Stephen, those listeners are sharpening those pitchforks. And lighting those torches, I'm sure. Well, the good part is you and I are on opposite coast. So whichever one of them they take out first, the other one has plenty of notice. Plenty of notice. <laughs> way, you have way, way notice, yeah. <laughs> and you have connections in Japan. So you have a good way to hide. I probably have a bullet train that I could take. I just go down into my basement and just catch that train. It takes me straight to Japan. As long as I'm pipe dreaming here. All right, now we have Frankenstein Conquers the World. This is, where they, this is where they're sharpening up the axes even more. Ooh. Versus the Beast of 20,000 Phantoms. This is a tough matchup for you. That's true. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is of my own doing, though, Stephen, so I got to face the music. Wow, Frankenstein Conquers the World versus Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. You know, the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms is a great film, and I really enjoy it. That stop motion gives it a little more of an edge almost, but for my dollar's worth, I really, really, really enjoy Frankenstein Conquers the World because I think it works on a lot of different levels. It's got some really cool like horror elements in it. It's got the kaiju elements. It's got so much that I can't ignore its draw. And definitely Frankenstein Conquers the World is my vote. You've made a tough matchup. I, I would not be predicting this matchup in my bracket, I'd have Beast going against the Wolfman, and then I'd probably, then I'd vote for the Beast of Twenty Thousand Phantoms if it was against the Wolfman, which I'm assuming you would also. Yeah, I think I think if that was the case, that would be my vote. But Frankenstein conquers the world going against the Beast of Twenty Thousand Phantoms is not something I've really pondered until you put that there. And oh man, mm. I, I'm going to stick with Ray Harryhausen. All right, I can respect uh, that. I can respect that. But, but we go with what your pick is. And the main reason I'm going to go with Ray Harryhausen is because the way he was able to give these creatures 
emotion, you know, that other people just don't seem to be able to do. You know, it's just that the love and the care that he did with not just the beast, but other creatures also. It's just, it's just, it's just something to show the mask at his craft. He is definitely a master of his craft. That is absolutely for sure. I'm going to just uh, also say that 1965 is when Frankenstein Conquers the World came out, and that was when Toho was at their prime. They were making the most amount of movies. They were making the most amount of special effects movies, too, because not only did this come out in 1965, my favorite movie, Monster Zero, came out in 1965 as well, plus a whole slew of other awesome films from just their library. So... This is when Toho was firing on all cylinders for their giant monster stuff, so I really feel like Frankenstein Conquers the World is the more entertaining of the two. Oh, I'm not arguing with you. It, to me, it really comes down to what mood I'm in to what movie I'm going to stick in next. If I had just seen Frankenstein Conquers the World like a few days ago, I'm sticking in The Beast from 20,000 Phantoms. You know, I'll probably alternate between the two. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. That's how close it is for me. All right. That takes us to the next round, The Mummy with Boris Karloff versus Black Sunday. Yeah, I think this is no contest for the Black Sunday witches, unfortunately, and I'm going to have to give this one to The Mummy. It's hard to go against the, the original Mummy with Boris Karloff. He's just, it's just iconic in that role. Oh, absolutely. Now it gets a little tougher because we're getting the films, the movies are getting less. So we've, we've had a lot of movies advancing along. Godzilla versus Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, Invasion of the Body Snatchers might have the fear element in terms of a win over Godzilla. But in terms of being monster movies, Godzilla definitely takes this bracket. Yeah, I, I can't see Invasion of the Body Snatchers beating Gojira uh, at all. And, and actually, look, looking at this region with the eight movies, Godzilla actually, I think, had the easiest road to get this far so far. You know, it's like it's with the movies he's put against, it doesn't look that tough at all. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla's just sitting there going like, no contest, no contest, no contest. Uh, exactly. Uh, well, it'll probably be a contest soon. That brings us to the next movie, Frankenstein Conquers the World versus The Mummy. Ooh, man. <laughs> I would guess that The Mummy is going to win the popular vote here. But hands down, Frankenstein Conquers the World would win in my pick for which movie gets put into the uh, DVD player. Yeah, if you had me picking between these two, it would be hands down for me. I'd put Frankenstein Conquers the World in nine times out of ten over Forrest Karloff's The Mummy as a favorite. Of course, but you and I, I'm, I'm more kaiju. You're very kaiju. Right, yeah. I'm a little biased. I think we cut you. Yeah, I think if we cut you, you bleed kaiju blood. The bluest um, ever, yes. So what we'll do is, we, and so your final matchup, you're predicting the listeners will put the mummy in. So we'll do that one first. Um, Godzilla versus the mummy. Who gets out of the region? I mean, how could you not vote Godzilla <laughs> over the mummy? The mummy's cool, you know, don't get me wrong. The mummy's a classic. But we're also talking about the classic Godzilla, the one that started it all. Some people think it's a near-perfect film. You know what I mean? I definitely oh, would I, have to give I, this to Godzilla. It's one of the best films out there. It's a message movie. It's, it's, it's a fun movie. It actually has fear in it. I mean, it has a little bit of everything going forward. Just for Pete Devil's Advocate, if Frankenstein Conquers the World did make it against Godzilla, 
just to make you sweat a little bit. Okay. Ooh. Who would you pick? In terms of picking one versus the other in literally out of my library to put on, Frankenstein Conquers the World would actually win. And that's because, for me, the original Godzilla is kind of like those universal classics. They are difficult to dethrone because they are such classics and because they exemplify something that was made at a very specific time and that did something that propelled that that property forward. You know what I mean? Like Godzilla, the original Godzilla was the start of it all, you know, especially for me. So the original Universal Classics, those also were sort of the start of it all. As much as I respect those, especially like the talking about the original Godzilla versus the later films, they're not what I look for in my go-to, right? So when I pick out a giant monster movie, I, I mentioned Monster Zero being my favorite movie. That's because Monster Zero is fun, like really fun. And Frankenstein Conquers the World is really fun. Really, overall... It's more of something that I would pick to go watch than what Godzilla is, the original Godzilla. I think Godzilla Gojira is the best Godzilla movie. If you look at it in terms, for me, in terms of cinematography, acting, the whole thing, it's the best. When, we, when we're talking favorites here, and if I was actually pick my favorite Godzilla movie, I'm leaning toward, I pick Ghidra, the three-headed monster. Nice. Nice. You got a little bit of everything yeah. <laughs> going on in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a great film. And, it was, and, and that's the beauty of picking favorites. And, and so I agree with you. It's like, it's you know, people say best favorites. You can surprise people. But luckily for you, you have Godzilla Gojira getting through because you think the <laughs> listeners are going to have the mummy getting through. And it's not how you're picking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, be honest, I don't think anybody has Frankenstein Conquers the World getting to the Frightful Four. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see that what would... people pick, though, if because I know that Frankenstein Conquers the World was also Toho trying to be a little more Hammer, you know? And so yep. I would love to know how the listeners would vote on that. I mean, I don't know if you could just, like, have a, a side... There's a sparring action going on here on the <laughs> off to the sidelines. Godzilla <laughs> and Frankenstein Conquers the World are getting into battle. Yeah, just to see what people would say. I mean, I would imagine that Godzilla would be what people would choose because of its classic status, you know, but uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World is a strong contender for many different reasons. All right, so that gives us the West region, which came as no shock. We have Godzilla getting out of the West. We're going to ask your predictions. Who do you think is going to get out of the rest of the region? So, Kyle, who do you think is going to come out of the South, the creature from the Black Lagoon top-seeded region? Uh, Well, just looking at the list here, I would definitely say... I would imagine Creature from the Black Lagoon might be taking the rail, uh, the top rank there. But, you know, I see Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster in this list, so that'd be who I'd choose. But, uh, yeah, and War of the Gargantuas, man, tough call. I don't think I'd be voting the same way as everybody else. <laughs> I think if we ran the same poll on the Kaiju cast, it'd be, it'd, we'd get totally different results. Yeah, absolutely. So we have Creature of the Black Lagoon advancing from the south. Now looking up at the north, the, the one the Frankenstein is the top seed. Who do you have coming out of the north? Ooh. And you got some other yeah. Kaijus in there. Yeah, I do see some other Kaiju in here. So uh, in this list, honestly, 
Mothra versus Godzilla is the the big winner for me. However, I see some classics in here. You've got uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which I actually consider the Bride of Frankenstein to be one of those classic universal like can't be dethroned type of movies. Oh man, Jason and the Argonauts is in here. Ooh, that is a great film. My- and Mighty Joe Young, two Rary Harryhausen greats. <laughs> wow, yeah, man, I gotta say, I, you know, my vote would of course go to the kaiju film, Mothra versus Godzilla being the better of the kaiju films in this list. Oh wait, no, in this list that's the only kaiju film, but Jason and the Argonauts, that movie is, it's not very scary, but it is just phenomenal. When you're talking earlier about The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, I consider that to be a fantastic film, but Jason and the Argonauts is more like, yeah, here's Ray Harryhausen improved, you know, like getting better. That's where we are with the Jason and the Argonauts film. Ugh, tough call, man. <laughs> I've broken down all four regions of experts, and now looking at it, I think Godzilla by far had the easiest dump. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, well, for me, if I'm really going to try and predict what people are going to vote, I'm going to say that Frankenstein probably is going to take that region. All right, so you have Frankenstein with the listeners, but who would you want to see come out of it? I'd love to see Mothra versus Godzilla come out as, you know, as on top as possible, just because I think that is the most entertaining film in that list. It is one of my favorite films. And if I had my way, Jason and Jorgenauts would be the one that would come out of this region. But I agree with you. I think Frankenstein is probably... It's going to be Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein that's going to come out of this region. Yeah, I'm going to definitely... I mean, I'm in line with you, man. Like, It's hard for me to say Mothra versus Godzilla over Jason and the Argonauts because I know... I know how good they both are, you know, like that, that would be the tougher call. Like if it's <laughs> Mothra versus Godzilla versus Jason and the Argonauts, that's a, that's a hell of a movie right there for you. Well, that would be. <laughs> All right. So we have, you have Frankenstein coming out of the North in the East, the King Kong region. Who do you have coming out of there? Oh man. <laughs> well, you know, King Kong. Oh man. You've got Rodan in that list. And Mothra. <laughs> And King Kong versus Godzilla, Seven Voyages of Sinbad. Oh, dude, that's a crazy bracket. That's a crazy. Region. And the Seven Voyages of Sinbad is going against King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh man, yeah, you're really hurting me in the in the uh, Harryhausen versus Suitmation thing here. I mean, King Kong versus Godzilla, really, really strong entry. But Rodan's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love the original King Kong, but I don't love it more than the kaiju films. It, like Mothra versus Tarantula, I'd advance Mothra. I'd, I'd love Mothra over King Kong, so that would basically put Mothra in the, winning that round. Oh, man, you've got Monster Zero in here. No, pff, no contest. Monster Zero takes, takes that region for sure. <laughs> Invasion of the Astro Monster. That's what that's uh, labeled as here on the bracket. I was waiting for you to notice that. I just had to, I just had to move my eyes down. <laughs> the hard part with the, the Toho movies, a lot of them have so many different names that they've been released as. It is so hard to pick, you know, one name. Dude, you got a ton of kaiju films on this bracket, on this region. Yeah, Monster Zero, aka Invasion of the Astro Monster, 
advances. Oh, does that mean that would be up against Godzilla? Now, that's what you would pick. Who do you think the listeners would pick out of that north? I don't care. Invasion of the Astro Monster is the best movie in this list. <laughs> no, uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, really, really, really strong entry. Ugh. Also, Night slash Curse of the Demon. I saw that recently for the first time and was very, very impressed by it. That's some really, really strong movies in this list, man. Um, well, then you also you also have them. You have yeah, it's giant ants. I mean, and you have 1959's The Mummy with Christopher Lee. The King Kong bracket region is 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 almost like stacked. Yeah, dude. Wow. Okay, so I would say in terms of the listeners, they're probably going to end up going for King Kong versus Godzilla or King Kong. And King Kong, actually, I'm going to say King Kong because King Kong is like one of those classics, right? For the Godzilla series, I'm sure your listeners know this, but the Godzilla series wouldn't exist if it weren't for King Kong because Eiji Tsuburaya, the special effects director that brought Godzilla to life, was fascinated with King Kong and tried to reverse engineer it. And he really wanted to do a stop-motion movie, but uh, it was too expensive and would take too long and so they decided to do the man in the suit route because that's how they could get their monster movie made so basically godzilla is like the best japan could do at making king kong in 1954 all right so sidebar that brings us us to an interesting thing first we'll do the north versus the south so in the north you had frankenstein right (laughs) yeah i think frankenstein's gonna get that popular vote yeah and in the South... I think the creature is the one that's going to make it in terms of the listeners. Yeah, so you have creature versus Frankenstein. Okay. Ooh. Only one of them can advance to the final two. Creature. I, right. I First up, I love both, you know? But the creature is definitely more entertaining. Definitely what I would put on over... I mean, Frankenstein's Frankenstein, but... The creature wins that round for me. That's the monster I love. And uh, I, I think I'd go the same way. If it's between those two, yeah, I'd vote for creature. That brings us to the all-time classic movies, King Kong versus Godzilla. Who gets to the final two? Who gets to face head-to-head against creature? Well, for my, my vote, of course, is going to go with Godzilla. And uh, it is because... I am definitely a Godzilla fan, a kaiju fan, way over being a giant monkey fan. And so because of that, Godzilla would win. However, King Kong has that classic status, and I think that the listeners will probably side with Kong, even though it makes no sense to me. I can understand what you're saying, and and I feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm voting for Godzilla. It'd be interesting because... King Kong was the number one movie in our top 100 movie list. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein was number two, Creature was three, and Godzilla was four. And Creature and Godzilla were separated by a single vote. Wow, um, really? Kong was on most, King Kong was on most people's top 20 list. That's impressive. But this was not a head-to-head competition. You know, people were just listing 20 movies. It makes it interesting. I'm curious to see when it's Godzilla versus King Kong, head-to-head movie to movie. Will Gojira win or not but that that's what makes it interesting yeah no i completely i I, I, I completely agree yeah 
But as I said, with the top 100 movie list, the movie's called King Kong. He is called King Kong. <laughs> so, sure, yeah, he's the I'm, he's I'm, the king of Kongs, but Godzilla is the king of the monsters. <laughs> and not this particular movie, though. <laughs> the, the, these are the uh, these are the uh, <laughs> these are the arguments I had when I was a kid. Oh yeah, Superman is the man of steel, but He Man is the most powerful man in the universe. <laughs> It's in the title, man. (laughs) 